Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I am your host, Arthur, and with me as always is my wonderful co-host, B. Ryan. Brian, how are you this fine Sunday morning? Turo-chan, <sighs> that's kind of a long answer. Ooh. Um, short story is, as soon as I fucking finished school, you know, because I took summer classes, I did my final. Yeah. And um, literally two days later... Turns out I got COVID, and oh so God. this entire week has been shit. I've been feeling horrible. Oh, okay. um, but good news for our fans is that I watched a lot of anime. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was able to watch Ka- Category Twin. Um, oh, wow! I saw a little bit of Devil May Cry Baby. I saw <laughs> I saw everything of Devil is a part timer. Good lord. Um. I'm almost caught up in summertime render. Oh wow! Um, nice. Yeah, I think I'm on. I'm like two or three, maybe four episodes behind. Wow! Not exactly sure. Um, and what else? I I think I was mainly watching Devil as a part timer. I mean, it wasn't that long to begin with. Yeah, it's a pretty short one. But uh, yeah. So I've been watching some anime. <laughs> yeah, you have. So sorry if I sound a little sick. It's because I am. I think today, sh- you know, because they say like it's only five days now. Yeah, of course. And so today is my fifth day. So I'll get, take a test later. Hopefully come down negative so I can get back with everything. Get back to business, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just been bullshit. But I'm here. And uh, how are you, senpai? Yeah, um, I'm also doing good. Uh, I'm not, uh, well, I didn't say you were good, but (laughs) um, I'm just so used to you saying good, so I guess it came off the tongue. Uh, But no, (laughs) I'm doing good, luckily. Um, No no issues with me. Uh, I'm I'm actually curious, though, of what you say about summertime rendering. Maybe we'll get a a quick, um, you know, catch up with Brian, what you think, because I know I've been doing nothing but praising a damn show the whole time, so you'll probably had high expectations so we'll hear about that later and i guess in terms of me like um just you know overwatch has uh the last event ever uh right happening right now before overwatch 2 comes out so that's um exciting so i guess get into that if you're playing overwatch still which probably nobody ever except (laughs) me (laughs) and and, you know, just, everybody's waiting for overwatch 2 don't worry that's what i'm saying yeah everybody waiting for that which is fine no problem there (laughs) Um, Princess Connect has been great. A lot of updates. Fate Go, you know, I got Castoria. Then I just got uh, the Lude Nun. So I'm, I, I've been happier Ooh. than ever with um, Fate Go right now. So Hell yeah. exciting. Exciting stuff. And we're going to have no events for Fate Go for like a whole month, I think, because they gave us um, a certain event like a month early. So we're going to probably have like a whole month of no events, which should be kind of nice. Take a breather, I suppose. So yeah, it's always good there. But. Um, with that, I mean, I guess we can just jump right into the news. We have news today to talk about, and we're going to get back into our uh, Monogatari series reviews that we always do. And this time we're going to do uh, Owari Monogatari again. We're going to continue with that, and we're going to do uh, Sadachi Riddle Part 1 and 2. So, yes, that should that should be, a, should be a good time, Brian. What do you think? Yeah. I would, any day, any episode that has Monogatari is going to be a great episode. Just right. like the rest. I um, agree. Okay. I guess starting with some of the news, let's start with um, the not so, you know, it's not that crazy, but just kind of annoying. So Bleach, we know about the, you got, you know, it's going to get finished up again, the manga. So, and it turns out it's picked up by Disney Plus. Um, I don't know if that's confirmed or not because everybody's saying that it's a leak and it's not confirmed. So I don't know exactly. A and N says that you know they don't have a confirmation here either. Just kind of a leak. So maybe they yeah. won't get it. So um, hopefully not because you know we've seen what they've done with the uh, anime so far with the uh, summertime render, uh, Black Rock Shooter, and then now Bleach. And obviously we know that Disney Plus is not gonna censor this stuff because with Black Rock Shooter they literally had like children just getting raped on the on the platform. They didn't care, but that means we're not going to get it here in the States. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So that's annoying there. Yeah, uh, well, I think it's pretty weird that uh, like that was kind of everybody's first conclusion, even though, um, like, you know, 
it's kind of weird how it's kind of bad how Disney's like super synonymous with like censorship because of that. Yeah. everybody's first take was like censor- Disney Plus is going to censor it, but That's I feel true. like most of those people haven't been aware that Disney has like you know already has like a couple titles in their platform. Yeah, and they like do. like you said, Black Rock Shooter is fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of like the last of the problems. You know, it's just like the lack of access. And exactly. like having to pirate that shit. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is, Brian. Honestly, that's mm-hmm. I, that's the bigger problem that people aren't really seeing. Or maybe they just don't care because people are going to pirate nowadays because um, the whole Crunchyroll and Funimation thing. I don't know. What's people have their own opinion on that. But, you know, whatever. I guess we'll see what happens there. So Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that Disney Plus is getting into the anime game, but not for like, um, for like, for like Western viewers, you know? I know, right? I don't understand that. Seems, I mean, why not? But well, because it seems like you know everything's closing down, becoming a monopoly. But Disney Plus, like you know, I think I finally saw Villain Saga on Netflix now. Oh, good lord! You know, instead of Amazon, and so if we, you know. You know, like Amazon pulled out, but now Disney Plus is going back in, but it's going in like a different direction. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Interesting. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. And the other thing we got here, though, is uh, JoJo's Part 6, Part 2 release. We finally got an official release date. It says September 1st. So that's uh, almost, that's li- a little bit less than a year. Still got it <laughs> ridiculous, but there it is. And their speculation is that part three will not take as long because the Blu-ray has already been announced for a release date. And I think that's going to be um, in January around there. So hopefully we get it really quick. I don't know. I just, all we can do is hope and pray because it's, it's been it's been way too long. People are going to forget about Jolene already. I mean, really, it, it deserves more respect than this, but it's starting to get really annoying. Yeah. <clears throat> I just feel like they completely fu- like I thought like there was no way to fuck it up, <laughs> but they somehow found a way to fuck it up, you know? Because like this show is still amazing, I yeah. still have like really high hope for like all the parts, but just yeah, literally dropping it after a year, like dropping a batch of episodes and then waiting an entire year, they should have just done. They should have just done a regular release. They should have like, or like, or waited the whole thing until it's done and just drop it all. I don't know, man. Drop it all, yeah, just in one because that. Yeah, it was horrible. Horrible, horrible. Oh, God. Okay, so I guess with that, we'll see what happens there. And the next bit of news is um, Square Enix has made a new app for manga called Manga Up. Brian, have you heard about this at all? No. Okay, very good. So Square Enix made an app called Manga Up, and um, it's worldwide release. So it's not like, um, you know, these Viz where it's just USA, uh, Europe. This is worldwide. Everybody in the entire world can get it. So it's pretty good, right? Sounds pretty awesome. Except one thing. When you release around the world, everybody has different laws with censorship. So this manga app is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to censorship just look up brian <laughs> manga up censorship problems and you'll see there's a kid here there's a kid here just kind of he has his knee right in the picture that, that's censored his knee is censored so i'm, I'm like okay <laughs> it is really bad and they censor even with a girl has her shirt on and you see her like she has a shirt on and that's it they censor that they censor her boobs because they're too big or something i don't understand but <laughs> yeah it is absurd brian and not only they're just that taking it too far they're taking it way too far and the biggest problem with this that it is pretty much a gotcha game kind of deal where you know or genshin where you go in there you do your stamina right you run out same thing with this you go in you have a stamina you read a certain amount of chapters you're out you have to come back and read it again after your stamina recharges what the hell is that <laughs> i just don't know what wait to ta- so does that mean like everything on it's free um yes it is technically like free. free yeah unless you want to pay for like to recharge your stamina <laughs> i just bruh <laughs> I think it's just way better because, like, it's in this media, literally $2 a month. Yeah, it's super cheap. <laughs> the Shonen Jump or whatever app it is. Yeah, it's super cheap, I man. Feel, I feel like that was fucking dirt cheap. So what the fuck is... I feel like... I don't, I don't know how these business people, like, figure out how to do this shit. Yeah, this is honestly horrible. I don't know what they were thinking. 
because like this is kind of a disservice to um the creator's thing too you know like uh his darling in the franks here you see um, imagine so that that whole entire thing has been like censored to the to the brim and it's absolutely ridiculous not only mm-hmm. that if you take a screenshot of things you can get banned for taking screenshots oh, really? of manga yeah so you know the other day you sent me a screenshot of uh, one piece if you did that you'd be banned from using the <laughs> app and that's like yeah, what, what, I don't understand these people, man. They are fucking up so bad. I think they give you one shot. It says, taking screenshots is prohibited. Repeated violation may result in a ban. So I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. I don't So <clears throat> do you think this is probably better for, like, all the countries who, like, have all the censorship but don't get the anime really quickly, you know? I don't think so, Brian. I think most people actually that like manga and anime from other countries, they pi- they probably just pirate it because of this reason anyway. If they get all these censorship problems, I guarantee you over there in whatever country they have these censorship things, they are not that popular there. So they just pirate it instead. Because mm-hmm. I just can't see it. And then it just makes no sense to me. Like who wants to see- It's just annoying seeing that black bar on that kid's knee. It's absurd. Like what is this? The photo wouldn't even load. I'm trying to look at it, but, but yeah, like I think it's weird because like, um, oh shit, sorry, kind of lost my train of thought. But I was gonna say it's like you know, like what if you come from like a country that's like super small or right. has like a, because you know we're lucky that like you know a million people speak English, that's right. but what if yeah. you come from like like the Middle East or Africa where like. Hmm, you know it would not be like a lot of translators and so maybe having they all come out at the same time i don't know but i feel like that's a super niche market to go (laughs) go after as well too so it doesn't really make sense i agree but i'm pretty sure brian this means worldwide release it means that it releases worldwide in english because so if you're from like a small middle eastern like country oh well if you're no english you can't read it anyway so i don't know I'm pretty sure Bruh. it's not going to be to their language. How are you supposed to fucking read My Dress Up Darling <laughs> with, <laughs> with all these black censorships? Come on, there's no point. Yeah, I don't. It's, re- it's absurd. It's dumb. It's, it's, so pretty, the, point is, the point of that one is pretty much don't support manga up until they fix this, if they ever will, unless they somehow might manage to like uh, curate it to like individual countries. Okay, like USA gets no censorship or blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but other yeah. than that, for now, avoid it at all costs. It's horrible. I wonder, well, because I feel like most people who read their manga online are most likely going to pirate it. Yeah, most likely, yeah. And so I feel like, I don't know, I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of don't see the point of online manga because, you know, physical sales matter a lot. But yeah. I feel like online, you know, I feel like people, only, like me, I'd rather read it physically, but the only reason why I read it, like, you know, online is for the latest one piece that's right but i don't know no I, I agree with you 100 percent. the only thing <clears throat> i can see is like if you have a crunchyroll subscription you get the manga there for free anyway sometimes so you can just use the oh, benefits no way. there yeah yeah so okay <laughs> i just feel like squaring is just really fucked up that one Oh yeah, big time, big one. Well, I just <laughs> Square Enix been fucking up for a long, long time too. They have, dude. They really have. Well, whatever. What can we do? I feel like it should have been something that stayed in the early two thousands. <laughs> That's what it feels like, huh? Jesus, man. Oh god. Because like they're still so cool. They're like they're cool as fuck. They have like the coolest name. I feel like. Yeah. It's you know, great. growing up, I feel like you know, if it has Square Enix, you know, it's gonna be like super artsy, super high quality, and super big. You yeah. know. Yeah, big. You know, Final Fantasy 7, you know, right. 10, freaking, I don't know if I can got here, but now it just feels like they've just been swinging and missing. I agree. I agree 100%, Brian. Okay. Hmm. Now, for our last piece of news, this, I don't know if you heard of it. I feel like you might have because this is a big deal. Uh, Crunchyroll, a.k.a. Sony, buys Right Stuff Anime. Oh, Wait. shit. No, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> Oh, they're trying to buy everything. Holy fuck. Absolutely. So here's... What do you think about this, Brian? First of all, yeah, it's it says Crunchyroll buys right stuff, but we, we, we know it's Sony. Sony buys right stuff. Okay. What do you think, first of all, just hearing that? And it's already... It's pretty much gone through already. It's more or less done. And, of course, they waited until after the right stuff birthday sale, you know, to go through. And then they announced after that was over because they probably knew 
they're gonna get some backlash for it so anyhow brian give me your opinions on this well i don't know too much about the situation because i don't know if sony's gonna like if they already have plans on like changing the website but um you know i feel like it's just like the whole monopoly thing i feel like now they're getting into distribution as well as long as you know they have licensing now they're trying to like they're they're buying one of like the biggest platforms people buy their anime stuff on you know that's right it's yeah. from like amazon and i mean i really only know right stuff i only go to right stuff when i want to buy like you know a blu-ray or something that's right yeah so it's kind of weird i i don't like it at all what's your take well i mean it's i think it's a really bad thing because really right stuff i mean it makes sense because anytime you order anything off Funimation, off crunchyroll off aniplex off you know you name a good smile company all these companies you buy a thing their distributor is right stuff it, it makes sense because they're one of the biggest animated distributors they have. So the fact that Funimation and Crunchyroll and Sony picked them up, it does make sense in terms of business. But I hate this because Sony has been doing nothing good except for censoring shit. So the first day they announced this, all their 18 plus stuff was taken down of right stuff. And no way. Yeah, instantly. And you know, I'm not one to buy like, you know, either way like hentai Blu-rays anyway, but that doesn't take the fact that you're taking away what right stuff was doing good. Cuz remember when Interspecies Reviewers came out, Brian, and Funimation yeah. dropped it, and everybody dropped it and right stuff saved the license and they released a the Blu-ray for people to pick up. And I thought that was a big deal, and that was a good thing. And now it's gone now, and it, it's like I don't understand, dude. It's really a horrible thing because Right Stuff has been always been, you know, Sean Kleckner, the guy that the Dark Lord. He's dancing around in a penguin suit, you know, when cells happen. He was the, you know, the the president of, of Right Stuff, and he was hilarious. He was funny. He was like for the people. Um, it was a really good thing. And now that we have Sony Crunchyroll going to be the boss man of Rise stuff, they're going to have no say anymore of what gets licensed and not. Because, you know, uh, Sean Kleckner as well, he also loves a show called um, Captain Tyler. And he tried, he did his best for like 10 years to try to get the license for that. He, he went to Japan, talked to people, you know, tried to find the license. He took forever, but he finally got it because his that's his favorite anime of all time. And he finally got it licensed into his own platform because he's an anime fan. So, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that it is a big deal and it, it, it's not good. This is this isn't good, really. The only thing I can see it really being good is what oh if you have a Crunchyroll you get a discount but are we gonna get the same quality like that Rice have always gave us in the first place you know when I ordered all of my Monogatari off of them I did it because I know they're gonna package it right and deliver it to me not broken like Amazon when they just put it in one of those envelopes with like a little bit of bubble wrap yeah so it, it's bad and. You know, um, this has me worried too. Does that mean that right stuff was maybe struggling and they had to do this? You know, like I don't know. What do you like? What, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, I mean, from what it seems like, if they're already distributing for like the other platforms, it just feels like maybe they just got bought out by a large sum of money. Um, God, yeah, it does, man. But I can't, can't, can't confirm that. Can't confirm that. But that's what it seems like. I mean, at least that's what I would think. Right. That's yeah. when they just wanted, you know, paying a little money so they can start making, you know, their like start taking most like taking most of the market. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it really sucks, dude. But the thing is, so I think a lot of people actually that buy their anime stuff do it through Amazon. I, I really do. I think that these people that watch Naruto bleach you know just the shonens and demon slayer maybe read the manga i think most of them actually buy it through amazon you know you get you go on amazon you buy two manga get the free shipping next day boom you get it there but i think the big diehard fans that are willing to spend 200 dollars on blu-rays are the ones that go to write stuff so obviously yeah. it's really it's sad and i just hope nothing happens really i know they always say that oh no big change is going to happen, but it's already happened. So they they can't it say it. happens slowly. Yeah, it happens slowly. So we'll see what they do, man. I don't know. It's it's um, absurd. It's too much. It is too much already. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> we'll see what happens, fuck man. Fuck Sony. Yeah, fuck Sony, man. It's just not good. 
I hate it when like a company you like because you know Sonic makes all the cool TVs and the cameras and like oh you know like yeah um it's easy to fanboy with them but then they start getting like a little out of hand and like <laughs> they, they need to control themselves yeah right exactly yeah now they're just trying to take over the whole uh, western anime market and that's, yeah that's not good e- everything in streaming physical is okay it's a little too much yeah okay yeah I guess that's all I got for news, man. Cool. Do you want to talk about um, um, um? Uh, Do you forget it? Do you forget it? Um, summertime render. Okay, let's do it, Brian. So and then we can also talk about Devil as a part timer. Okay, very well. You watched summertime render. You caught up on it finally, of course. Almost, plus almost oh, caught up. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? I think. Uh, I think that I'm super enjoying it. I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm still really new and interested. Um, the last episode I I, <laughs> I saw, I feel like I don't know how much should I talk about this or like how much plot spoilers I should give. Maybe but, not um, too much just, because we're gonna do a review on it, so not not yeah. too much. Um, what I really have been liking is kind of like the antagonist because it feels like kind of like a. It's just a good, like, you know, kind of, like, scary villain where, like, oh, fuck. We're, like, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. A good villain, I feel like, is super important to, like, a story. Especially to, like, a mystery or whatever. Yeah. And when you... Whenever you get to, like, oh, fuck, they're here, you know? Like, it's it's always good when you have, a, like, a, like, a villain where you're, like, oh, shit, they're here. You know, they're going to come fuck <laughs> shit up, you know? Like, what are we going to do? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, I, I feel like having a villain make you feel that, I think it's, uh, it's really good. It's something that I really appreciate. Um, yeah, I just like, I think the plot is turning out super good. I think we're like, we're close to the end. And so we're like, close. Yeah. So I'm definitely like, I'm really invested. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think well, when you say a good villain, who's the main villain for you here? Is it just the shadows in general? Is it Heine? Who do you mean? So I think that one's hard because, you know, like we don't know who the mastermind is. Yeah. Because, you know, there's Heine and then there's, like, the other one. And, like, who's the... Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it might have explained it where you're at. Okay. But, like, for me, it's, it seems like um they're kind of, like... Like, I'm, like... One's not necessarily, like, the boss of the other one. Yeah. And so... um Yeah, I don't know if that answered your question correctly, but... No, I but, know what um, you mean. Okay, I think I know what you mean. So you mean the one with the, the one with the four arms, right? Because yeah, yeah, because yeah. like the one yeah, with the one. four arms is just like a, a deadly force, and yeah, he's that, just that's super scary. intimidating. Yeah, it's just yeah. a scary thing. He's there. You're like, oh shit, what can they do? They probably can't do much. And then the is kind of the brains of the operation, is what it seems like. But yeah, and in the newest episode, you finally get a glimpse of what's happening behind the scenes. I won't say anything there, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff, uh, of course, but yeah. And then you have, um, you know, you got Mio shadow still, you know, which they're all pretty, they're all powerful, you know? And I think, I think yeah, in general shadows are a cool like villain and it's been done before with like, you know, doppelgangers and stuff, but I think they do it really well in this where I don't, I don't know how they do it, but like, um, they really, I think OLM is just really good at doing like suspense and mystery. I don't know. Like yeah. I think they've been all taxi and this have been two damn good shows that they have done well. So. Yeah, and then like kind of like two completely different styles as well. You exactly, know exactly. Yeah, because you know a taxi had like that fantasy kind of like almost light hard, light hearted yeah. kind of more uh, upbeat. You know, very colorful, very vibrant feel to it. Yeah. Exactly. And then this one kind of feels like a more traditional horror, you know, yeah, and does. like kind of like mystery thriller. And so it was cool kind of seeing them being able to do, you know, like fucking animals to like, you know, humans. I and agree. just do it like both and do both really successfully. I feel like that that takes a lot of hard work, you know, it, it does. Yeah. And I like um, how in the opening it showed nothing, you know, and, and, I, and it was opening. We got a little more now. It's showing more, but still no, no spoilers. Like it's gonna have, uh, you know, oh, who is the guy with the four arms? You know, just like lurking right there behind the mask. Like how a lot of times how they do in anime. I, I think they're they're doing it, everything really well, and 
I think they know how to write characters too because um, obviously we're getting backstory of uh, Genjiro. We got his backstory. We got um, Hizuru's backstory of because um, obviously she used to be part of the island as well. We got her backstory. Yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty neat getting everybody's backstory finally. And yeah, I think we're getting close to an ending here. So that is great. And I'm glad to see that the the members are still quite a bit, twenty and fifty thousand for being a Disney jail. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy there. Yeah. And eight point four six. Yeah, it's highly rated. Yes. Did it move? Oh no, because it's on con- on the continuing section. That's Because right. like the the top four in the in the in the TV new, I think yeah. changed drastically. Call of the Night just jumped up a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I feel like Horny Vampires does that to everything. <laughs> That's what it did it for Monogatari. Well, I feel like honestly, Horny Vampires is like the anime. Um, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't know what to call it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, yeah, Horny Vampires is correct. But I think just because you have the director of Monogatari, he's just been doing a really good job with a lot of the shots, dude. And the show yeah. looks good, and it's really entertaining, even with just like the etchy. He's done a good job. I'm I'm caught up with it. It's a fun show. It's one of the shows I actually look forward to the week as well. It's just um, yeah. it's a really fun show, and he does it well. I kind of like Monogatari. So, well, I'm surprised that it's not more etchy. I, you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. from like the promotional thought, I thought it was gonna be like way more etchy than it like actually is. I right, you yeah, know, you're right. Yeah, it's a lot more cute than etchy actually. Yeah, if you think about it, you know, and then like you know you have you have like that one friend too, where it's not like. Yep. Yeah, it's not all about like I thought it was gonna be all like weird horny things, but you it's really wrong. not, and it's been really enjoyable. Yeah. Yep. That's. But good. I told you it was the hidden gem. You 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 said it, Brian. You said it. Okay. You heard it. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it from Brian. He's the man. So I guess with that, we'll we'll leave it at that, so we don't uh, talk about it too much. We're gonna do a review on it, so let's uh, yeah. leave it at there. Brian, you also binge watched the hell out of The Devil Is a Part Timer. <laughs> yeah, so it's weird. I think Devil the Part Timer is like a really easy watch. I don't think it's like you know like ten out of ten by any <laughs> means. Yeah. But like you know, it's kind of that show where like the episodes kind of just like kind of bleed through each other and like sure, it just yeah. goes by really fast in some way. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about the animation the second season oh man yeah i think the characters all look worse compared to the first season Uh, absolutely i think the first season did it way better um the character design the weird thing about this season is i feel like um i feel like the story has like gotten like way more simple because i feel like the the first season you know had to set it up and do all this stuff and like you know yeah um had to do a lot of world building but this one just seems like, you know, kind of like very episodic, very slice of life. Um, yeah. And so I feel like they haven't had to animate much. But, you know, even if they did, because, like, you know, the whole thing was Gabriel or whatever. Have you, You're watching it, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole thing was Gabriel. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, it wasn't that long and it was just like only like one like little fight scene. And yeah, exactly. Oh, man. It's weird. Like, if you don't think about it, you can watch it, but it does look like shit. I'm not going to lie. Dude, it's essentially the first arc of this new season. It's my first baby arc. And, you know, they've been doing that. And I don't know. It, it seemed really abrupt because uh, it's just. Yeah, it did. Yeah, <laughs> it did seem so abrupt. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, which I guess it, it made sense how they did it, but I just don't know, man. It's been not hitting it, you know. I kind of enjoyed the slice of life of working at Rock Donald's and, yeah. you know, and all of that. And then, you know, Chiho, I feel like the season two people just don't really, really hate, really hate Chiho. Chiho. Yeah, they did. They really backseat her. They backseat her, and not only that, her character design is the, the worst of this entire thing. The worst thing. by far. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst, dude. Oh, I totally my. agree. I mean, I feel like I feel like with with Emmy and the baby uh, Ramu's Alice, they try a little more. But even sometimes they have these weird like fisheye lens shots that just look weird. And I'm like, what are you guys doing, Studio Three Hertz? I mean, can we stop with this? Uh, it, they're just they are not doing good, man. And I know they can do good because they've done flip flappers. So I don't know what they're doing here. This is just an abomination. Do you, do you know if they have another show going on right now? 
right now. Like the backseat. I'm trying to look. Let's see. No, they don't. The last thing they did was I think sort of online alternative. Alternative. The yeah. fuck. Was Flip Flappers good? It was good. That was like a masterpiece level show. Really? Yeah, dude. I think it, was, it could be the director though. I don't know if it's just all studio. Yeah. Yeah. No. This honestly, like, it looks really bad. But like, um, I think what Devil the Part Timer. It's kind of like Konosuba, where like, it doesn't really that matter that much. But you know, I mean, compare. But it has something to compare it to, right? You have that's you the have problem. One. Yeah. You have something to compare it to, and so. Um, yeah. I agree. I, I think if this is how it started off in season one, maybe it wouldn't be as offensive. But because we had to wait almost 10 years and we get garbage. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? Uh, I wonder what's the purpose of bringing that shit for like 10 years and then fucking it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not good. So, yeah, I, I'm going to keep watching it anyway. And I don't know if you are, Brian, but we'll give you a review on that perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. And okay. so I have a question for our two, for Ooh. you, Artur Chen. Go ahead. Um, what do you think about Licorice Licor- Recoil? I have not watched it, actually. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, people are saying it's good. You know, watch it. It's Yuri goodness, and it looks good because A1 is doing a good job. So, that's all I know about it, though. Nothing else. Ah, I didn't know it was Yuri. But, yeah, I heard I heard good things about it, too. So, just wanted to see what you do. Nope, it's all I know, man. Sorry. Let you down. No, no, senpai. You can never let me down. <laughs> All right. And from our, our last show slash movie that I'm going to be talking about is Inuo. Uh, we mentioned this last podcast. Brian was saying it's going to come out. So I looked it up. And, yeah, it came out Thursday. I watched it Thursday, the first day it came out here. And uh, this is a Masaki Yuasa film done, in, uh, of course, Ooh. by Science Saru, his studio. And uh, so it's a movie. It's an hour and 38 minutes long. Not too long. Licensed by G-Kids, of course. Anything that's done in theaters, pretty much G-Kids. Such as a novel, actually. And the genre is a fantasy, and the theme is historical music. So, oh, this movie, Brian. That's interesting. Um, let me tell you about this movie. So, I believe we mentioned last episode as well that he was going back into... He was going to more, like, normal-looking anime. And I was wrong. No, he actually went back <laughs> to his... Uh, Ping pong animation kind of look, you know, like wonky characters, but I loved it. This movie was a literal masterpiece of a movie, man. It was so goddamn good. It's not even funny. I left the theater pretty much speechless trying to think about what I just saw because this thing was fucking phenomenal. So this is a story about the Heike people, right? The Heike, pretty much them, but it's a little bit after the Heike. So mm-hmm. this young boy and his dad pretty much just go into the ocean where a lot of the Heike battles, battles happen and they dig treasures up. So one guy comes to them and says, we're looking for a sword that the Heike had. So they go down, they find the sword, they unsheath it. This crazy thing happens and it blinds the boy and it kills the dad. And so the boy is now blind and he's playing a Biwa. We're going around playing a Biwa, being blind, kind of like um, the Heike in a way. Uh, Heike Monogatari, yeah. I mean, but... Anyhow, he goes around and there's, of course, there's a this is a this is an era of you know those the the jumping the 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 dancing Japanese people and like you know yo do 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 oh kabuki theater that's right it's about that pretty much and this dad this guy wants to be the very best so he says he he'll give up whatever he wants he finds a like a JoJo mask and he gives his uh, his soul to the mask <laughs> and. That's what it is, right? I won't spoil it. It's so good. Everything about it. And then you see this abomination being born out of a woman. And uh, it's it's a weird thing. And it just you see it walking around. And it's kind of like a dog. But then later on it gets legs. But it still has this huge ass arm. And it starts dancing. And then, you know, he meets the blind boy with the biwa. He's like, you're about to see my disgusting face. You know, showing his face. And he's like, oh, I can't see anything. So he's like, oh, okay, can you play that biwa? And he plays the biwa and he starts dancing. So then they realize that this boy, this other abomination thing, is actually cursed by <laughs> Heike spirits. <laughs> <laughs> this boy, this other abomination thing. Yeah, he is cursed by Heike spirits. So their goal is to pretty much tell the story of the Heike people, what happened to the, each spirit, and 
whenever they do that, little by little, he gets back to normal, back to human form. So they tell, they sing, they sing it in a form of like a rock and roll kind of thing with like a B was. It is so epic. And of course, people don't like it because he's using a B was and he's dressing like a prostitute, um, like a rock star, you know, having long hair, where you should have short hair in this Japanese era. So they are kind of going against the grain of what's normal in this Japanese time. And let me tell you, Brian, it is just a masterpiece level. Their music, the dancing, the singing, everything, the visuals that they give you because they're singing in the middle of how they appease the spirits. He's losing like his huge arm, goes to human arm. He has scales on his back that go back to normal. It is it is so good. And obviously, it's done really, really well because first of all, it's Masaki Yuwa, so he's good at that. But the true stars of the show are the voice actors. When you have... Inu O is done by Avu Chan, which she is an African American and Japanese descent. And yeah, she is great. Her singing is phenomenal. It is not her first role. She's also done a role in Devilman Crybaby, actually. Um, Oh, something that I'm also COVID watched. Yeah, you're watching that. And she is the leader (laughs) of the band named Queen Bee, which is created in Kobe, uh, Hyogo Perfection 2009. But point is, she is great because the singing just, it, it's it's wonderful. But not only is she good, Tom, Tomona is also good. He's also being done by Moriyami Mirai, which he's also just a singer, I believe, since he is 100% just phenomenal. And he's played before Jesus, actually, in St. Onisan. So mm-hmm. that was great. The, all of the, I mean, the whole point of this, is I'm trying to say, is that it is a visual, a sound masterpiece, and it is just flawless movie overall it, it did no wrong to me like none it was watching it watching the the dances the songs everything was just 10 out of 10 easily it does not deserve a 7.67 at all they are wrong well you know what arthur yeah a two to ten i think i know which uh movie we're we're gonna be reviewing next sunday oh shit you're gonna go watch and this of week course week? Yeah, I'm going to be watching Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Oh. All, right. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm done. I think I'm going to watch it on Tuesday. I think hopefully I'm out of COVID jail today. <sighs> do it. Do it, Brian. If you can watch but, um, it, do it 100%. I need a break free from my chains in a safe and effective and responsible matter. That's don't right. worry. Don't worry. Even though people think that COVID is over, it, over, I don't think the same way. Nope. Um, You're going to still mask up after that because you never know. You might have lingering... Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to mask up for the entire next week, Very you know, good. and then go from there. We'd love to um, hear it, Brian. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, uh, I feel like <laughs> the way that you fucking explained it me, makes me want to watch it so fucking bad. I want to watch it tonight, but... It, um, this was good, man. Like, Masaki Yuasa did it again. He came back from the grave after he did um, Tokyo Collapse of whatever the fuck it was called. He came back. You know, it's really annoying. I mean, I don't know if it's annoying, but it's unfortunate that people say that, oh, the person that made Devilman Crybaby in Heike Mona God Tree, which I, I think Devilman Crybaby is good, but we we did um, Tommy Galaxy and Ping Pong. We ended up Ping Pong, yeah. Yeah, but those are by far his better works, and they're comparable to this. They are really Keep your really eyes off Isakun. Yes, also good. Well, I love how like wide of a range it is, you know? Because yes. now, you know, we have, like, a historical Devilman Crybabies. Um, <laughs> it's something. And then keep your hands off. Isaac Kuhn is, like, really heartwarming and wholesome. It's really, about, yeah. you know, animation. You know, kind of like a love letter to animation. Then Ping Pong, Tatami Galaxy. Like, I just feel like it's very... I, I fuck with this shit. He, he's, he's amazing. And I'm curious about what you say about this. Because I'm really curious. Like, um, depending on whether you... I, I think... I think you'll enjoy it for what it is, but whether you think about it as how much I thought of it, that's going to be the question. So we'll see next time then what Brian thinks of Inuo. Well, I'm most excited with Masaki Yuasa title. So I hope I I hope I can say the same things as you do. Okay. Very good. And with that, Brian, should we move on? So Sudachi Riddle or any final thoughts or anything you want to update us on? Um, well, well, I just had, like, a little question. Is NUO only, like, showing on Megaplex, or is it at Cinemark, too? It's at Cinemark. That's where I saw okay. it. Okay, 
cool. It's just because I was looking at Cinemark thing and I can't find like the title of it, but I found it on Megaplex. But I prefer to watch it on Cinemark. But honestly, it yeah, doesn't really matter. It's at Cinemark. That's where I watched it. Guaranteed. The one here in Jordan Landing. So no problem, bro. Okay. There. You'll find okay. it. Sounds good. Aturo chan. That is I. Oh, yeah, but I think uh, I'm ready. Very good. Let's move on then, shall we? So we're going to do a Whitey Man Gattery. And this is a 12-episode show that we're going to only do two more episodes off because it's thick. Thick as a bowl of oatmeal. So little by little, we're going to digest this bad boy. Of course, Studio Shaft, sources of a light novel. Genres are a comedy, mystery, supernatural, and the theme is vampire. And we're going to do the two episodes of Sodachi Riddle, which is part one and part two. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, Brian, um, what do you think? What are your thoughts? What do you feel? So, uh, just first of all, I really love how the gang's all back together. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Like, I feel like I always get excited when, um, I think they mentioned, like, they make, like, a kind of, like, a offhand comment in this in, like, the episodes. I forgot which one, episode one or two. But, um, it, I, I think, I think, um, Ogi was saying, like, oh, no, it was Hanakawa. I was like, you spending, you've been spending so much time with, like, your precious little underclassmen. Yeah. Or something like that. And so I'm glad to see Hanakawa and Senju Gahara and then new so Sodachi. And um yeah. yeah, I was a little confused at first because I feel like it was a while since we watched the the Ogi parts. Yeah. Um and so I had like a so this comes so the thing that like the mystery that was solved in um in Ogi, right? Yeah. That happened in the beginning of high school. Yeah, so two years ago, so t- when they were in 10th grade. And then the whole thing that was happening right now happened like in 7th grade. Yes, the the flashback, yes. The flashback. So, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to wrap my head around that because I, <laughs> I feel like Oragi, I don't know, is kind of a piece of shit because he kind of forgot her like two or three times already, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, he hasn't re- just because like the events that go on i don't know i just thought that was i would just want to get that uh i just want to clarify that but would you like to give like a kind of like a synopsis sure so of course after the events of uh, the ogi the ogi parts we get uh, sodachi back in her in the classroom so of course araragi confronts her and she is livid. She's out of her mind. She's nuts. She's crazy. She hates people. She's the epitome. I think she hates people that even say they're self-made. You know, you're like, oh, I'm self-made. I did it all by myself, you know. I went from rich to riches. I went from poor to riches by myself. She hates people like that anyway because no one is in reality is like that. You know, everybody yeah. has help from people no matter what. You're not self-made. You know, people help you along the way no matter what. And then Araragi is like that as well because he, he's also saying that he has a happy life and she doesn't know why he's happy. He's just happy. And she hates that because it's bullshit because she has not been happy. She's been miserable. <laughs> so, yeah. of course, she's like, I hate people like you just going nuts, going crazy. He's about to touch her. She gets mad. Don't touch me. And she's livid, just nuts. And well, we, I guess we start out, actually, before even all that, we start off with the scene of Araragi and Ogi going back to their middle school to uh, a shoe locker so and then after that we go back to this forward in time of of him talking to um sodachi again and uh yeah so they can then of course uh senju gahara sees the confrontation after uh sodachi stabs araragi with um, a mechanical pencil and uh, she's not too happy she's like (laughs) yeah i will kill you and she's like i lost that character trait but i'm still mad that you're doing it so that's it's always funny when she does stuff like that it's stupid but it it works yeah so then uh so that she's like oh because of math you know araragi's with uh with you (laughs) she kept being like oh because of math you know this this that and i guess in reality it is true and so she slaps her and she punches her back, and she's like, she's like knocked the shit out of her, dude. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. And, and she just kind of like over dramatically faints. She's like, ah, <laughs> oh I yeah, have I'm to about pass to pass out too. I got a That's right. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, after that, we go back into um, um Ogi and Araragi, and they talk about how there was a letter in his locker, 
and it had the A, B, C, and then she, he, uh, what was it, Brenda? He draw A, and then it said, okay, here's B. You want to change your answer to C, and that's what it is, right? And yeah, the Monty Hall problem or whatever. That's right. They got some pretty cool art style of like some Johnny Bravo looking. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, old cartoon networks type. Old of cartoon. Stuff. It, it looked great. It was awesome. So of course, Oragi recognized it, and uh, he talked about how he once visited a girl because he found that in his note in his blocker, and he went down over there. Oh yeah, I mean another thing I want to mention though before we get too much into it is I like how they explain Aragi's personality, how it's formed because of his parents. You know, like yeah, a lot of struggles are like, oh, I'm a bland protagonist, and you fill in the blanks. You, you know, they want you to become like, you know, Akiri. So, oh, that's me right there. I'm him. He's so plain, but I can insert myself into the character. But Araragi has two cop parents, and his two cop parents are really strict with him and his siblings, I suppose. And so now his uh, form of justice was formed by them, which is why he's such a, like, you know, he cares about everybody and he's so justice based. So, pretty much, it gave you uh, what his character is like that, which is. Kind of a breath of fresh yeah. air, what you never get in anime. Yeah, mm. like they actually try to define his character. You know, he's exactly. not like Goku, where all he does is eat, fight, <laughs> and for whatever reason, he'll do like the good thing. You yeah, know, he's right. Like way, kind of more complex, and I feel like especially after this one, you know, we see, we've always seen the good, but we also like see like the bad. Where, um, I guess I don't want to get it because you're about to say it, but like, but yeah, we yeah. also see kind of like the mistakes that Aragi has made as well. That's right. Yeah. So Aragi. <clears throat> He ends up uh, coming into this house, and uh, so Daichi's like, oh, did you figure out the riddle? He's like, nah, I kind of kind of just gave up, but I didn't get it. So she's like, oh, <laughs> that's cool. I'll explain it to you. So they come in, and they go into the abandoned house that Ogi and, and Araragi are both doing. They're exploring, and it's a mess now. It's a disgusting mess. So in Araragi's memory, he remembers that he used to be also a ruined house. And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to come here all the time to meet this girl, and then she used to teach me math. So, that's another backstory of Araragi, how he became so good at math. Because for him, meeting this girl and learning math was a fun time. It was like going over to play uh, Super Smash Bros. with your bros. You know, it was just a fun time for <laughs> yeah. him. So, he didn't really... And, of course, he felt bad. He kept bringing her gifts. And she said, no, you know, I just want, I just want you to enjoy math. And that's it. And then Ogi's like, what is she? She's a kind of math fairy? You know, it's like, yeah, it does, <laughs> does seem kind of odd. Yeah. So... Then you get that, and of course, that's all it is. You just them over, over and over again, just enjoying math, learning math, and that's all we get from that for a while. And then, so she's still trying to figure. So I guess I didn't mention, though, the whole point of this is they're trying to figure out why does Sodachi hate Araragi so much, right? So, mm-hmm. of course, Ogi and Araragi go to this house to figure out why or, you know, find the mystery and whatnot, and... Of course, Ogi breaks into the house, kicks the door down, and then this is the, another part you get where uh, she's like, oh, you know, Araragi kind of, for some reason around Ogi, he's, his mouth opens more and he kind of lets loose. Yeah. And he mentioned that his parents are his parents are both cops, but he never tells anybody, r- rarely. And he mentioned, that, oh, that's good, then that means if we get caught, then your parents can help us out. And he's like, no, my parents aren't like that. They probably would not help me at all. <laughs> so... And <laughs> they'll lock me up. They'll, they'll be the first people to lock me up. Exactly. They just lock my ass up. So that was pretty neat there. Is there anything I'm missing, Brian? Uh, so no, far? I think, no, I think that's essentially it, you know? Right. Okay. Very well. So, of course, I mean, you know, I don't like, for some reason, I don't like he's so clueless here, right? He's telling this story. Yeah. And then Ogie's like, okay, it's obviously <laughs> that this girl you're meeting was Sodachi, right? Because if it's not, then you're being really unfair because you pretty much alluded that it was her the whole time. He's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, it's just weird because it's going to be the police. It's been re- re- uh, like revealed to us that he's like the policeman, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, you know, Ogi is the one that's telling him the super like blatant things where, you know, where like this was more like, you know, a cry for help and like, you know, a way to try to get like Adaragi's parents to come help um so that she's uh a home life <laughs> but that uh, never really does anything he just kind of takes it as like face value and um <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah th- that was an interesting one yeah because i guess um ogi's 
the whole time, yeah, she did. She's like, oh yeah, obviously she was there because you know he brought her cookies, cut cakes, or whatever. And she said no. He's like, the way you were gonna pay her back, what she thought was, yeah, you go to the police because apparently there was some domestic violence as well. Ogie um thought was happening. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and she knew that your parents were both police officers. So she's like, so of course she thought that eventually. And then Aragi was like, why didn't she just tell me, you know? And she's like, obviously she's still a kid, and she's she probably doesn't want to actually, you know, tell on her parents in the first place. So another, you know, it, it's just I, I think it's done really well because yeah, I don't think kids are that easy. Like, hey, I don't know, can you tell <laughs> your parents that uh, my parents are, you know, domestic <laughs> violence couple? <laughs> yeah. Or, I, or I'm, like, being alone in the creepy-ass house, like, with nobody around me or, like, you know, no, no like, parents. Exactly, yeah, right? So, that was pretty neat there. And then there was this one line that Ogie says where Aranagi's like, wait, Ogie, what exactly do you know? And then she says, I don't know anything. All I know is you. So, you know, that's another yeah. in, another interesting line that uh, Ogie has there. Because she's such a uh, mystery. This, she's a mystery, this, man. This, yeah, the mystery about Ogie is so good. Um, yeah, I, I so what it. do you, so what do you think about the whole saving yourself and people not like saving themselves? You know, because it seems like you know you have, you have Oshino, you know that always says like, oh, I didn't save you, you saved yourself. And then right. now we have Sodachi that's kind of contrary, where it's like, people can't save themselves. You know, everybody needs help from other people. Where do you kind of fall on that? I think most people actually do need help from people. I I think oh obviously I think Oshino just says that because I think it's I'm not sure because it's not been confirmed yet if it's part of his curse or not to not help directly so I don't know but yeah I, I'm more in Sodachi's uh, camp I think most people actually I think most humans rely on humans for help no matter what I think that's just the way humans are and yeah I think it's rare for a, a human to truly be a lone wolf out in the world yeah no I definitely agree because I feel like you know you know all the self-made people you know they're all bullshit they say they they don't everything by themselves exactly um you know but at the same time i feel like you know i feel like what kind of oshino means is that like you know you can try to give a person help but if they don't like accept it or want it you know then they'll never they'll never get better you know like you can never you can like lead a horse of water but you can't make a drink and so exactly and i feel like yeah and so I feel like that's kind of like Oshino's kind of thing where like, you know, he does help. But like, you know, if if, you know, Sanji Garahara didn't put in all her effort to get rid of her, you know, her curse or, you know, her. Yeah, her curse. Yeah. Um, She wouldn't have gotten better even with like Oshino's help or whatever. That's right. And so. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, it's definitely like a both things. But I thought it was really interesting that. um, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can see that. To bring it in like the deeper discussion. But I think aside from that, um, this one was kind of like it felt more like set up in a way, like even like more build up. Absolutely. For probably the next one, because um, the next three coming it, up, yeah, yeah, because it didn't like you know it didn't have like a lot of like deep themes, like you know it brought in that question, you know, where like we see so where like we see where so that lies, but we didn't have like any like uh kind of like more substantive. It was just mainly just like recounting the the story of what happened, you know, and <laughs> and how Araragi is kind of, like, you know, clueless a lot of the time. And kind of, like, really... Clueless and fu- kind of selfish, huh, there? He was really yes. selfish there. Yeah, selfish, exactly, where he kind of fucked this up, where, like, he was just thinking about himself and just um, never really questioned, you know, what was going on with Sadachi, you know? That's right. He just kind of went with the flow while, like, anybody else would kind of, like, start to answer why, you know? Yeah, and I, I really like the part, too, where um, Aranagi asked Ogi, okay, then, why did she just leave all of a sudden? And Ogi like, huh, she transferred. <laughs> Simple as that. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. That happens, you know, especially when you're a kid. Parents change jobs sometimes. You have to just leave, you know, abruptly. Unfortunately, it happens, you know, and she... And there was an envelope that was left under the table because he waited for her. And, I mean, just everything Ogi said was right. She's like, every time you met up with her, was she always here before you? He's like, yeah. Isn't that weird? She's always here before you no matter what at a meeting place. It was her house. Araragi seems also dense about that, that it was her house. Because um, she told him specifically, "Don't. this is a secret base between you and me. But, I mean, he couldn't figure out that it's a house. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny there. And... You know, he left, uh, he was waiting for her the last time. And of course, she left a, an empty envelope under the table, which represented him, 
you know, empty and disappointing is what he, mm-hmm. which was, I think, a really good line. Because, yeah, because he did nothing for her at all. And he just absorbed all the math that she taught him. And then he ended up using it for good things. And he did absolutely nothing for Sodachi. So it really, yeah, it was a, it was a really a horrible thing. It's like the first time we see like, yeah, I don't like you just totally being useless and selfish, you yeah, know? which is nice. Exactly, because he's usually the shot. He's like the the knight in shining armor, you know, like the, at the end of um, uh, Nekomo you know, yeah. he's the one that says Hanakawa, and oh, yeah. like he's he's usually like everybody's knight in shining armor, but now like you know we have Sadachi where like he has like completely like fucked it up every single time, you know, every time, yeah. Every single time. So it's like, it's really interesting to see that, like, you know, we're seeing like Agaragi's mistakes and like, you know, kind of like the faults in his personalities and how it affected like somebody, somebody else, even though like he's super driven to help everybody, you know? That's right. Because is uh, how his parents raised him, according to him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. And of course, yeah. Uh, Ogi also mentions that this house, when you were here before, was not in ruin. And he's also shocked by that. He's like, just a lapse in my memory. But yeah, I mean, he just decided not to see any of that for some reason. So, it, it's a it's a cool. And then that would pretty much be the end of it because you know Ogi mentioned uh, yeah because she knew you were the cops. And then Hanakawa, this is a uh, this is why I think what you said is right. It's a big build up because Hanakawa kind of corrects Ogi because she was like, how in the hell did Sadachi know your parents were cops? You know, if he mm-hmm. kept that always a secret. And then Aragaki's like, oh, shit, yeah, she's right. And that's kind of what we get left off at, you know, like, how would she even know this? Uh, you know, it, it just seems like an odd thing. So now, hopefully, we're going to get some answers here in the next three episodes that we get. Yes. Well, isn't the next one, like, five episodes? I think it's just three, right? I, don't know. So ah. you, I think Riddle, yeah, it's just three. Ah, no. okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, do you have any thoughts on the, the OP or the ED? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, the the OP was fine. Nothing, you know, actually nothing crazy this time around. Yeah. Just kind of sim- simplistic, like geometry. That's what it seemed like. Mathematics. Yeah, which vectors. made sense to the, yeah, which made sense to the story. But yeah, I mean, even like the, the vocals weren't anything like crazy. I think, you know, maybe uh, what Hana Monogatari was actually pretty up there because of this yelling was great. But this one kind of yeah. toned it down a bit and it was just kind of, it, it was fine. Nothing offensive though. Yeah. You. No, I agree. I thought it was pretty good. I, j- <laughs> I always love the trope of Araragi just being creepy, like in the background in all of his fucking, of all of the fucking openings. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, what the hell? I noticed that now since you brought it up that one time. <laughs> like, this one where, like, you know, you can't see his face and he's sitting on a chair and, like, I think, I don't know. Something about that I love is just so weird and out of place. Um, <laughs> but no, nothing in particular. I mean, I think it's just the same thing over and over again, but like, I right. just feel like every, like every, I think they curate like new music for each individual, like, um, uh, arc, right? You know, you know, from Ogi formula, like, they don't reuse their music that often. No. And fuck, I feel like that always pays off because I feel like every single fucking arc, I was like, oh, fuck, this song is good. And then they do it every single arc, you know, they create like yeah. original songs for like each arc. And I'm like, ah. I just feel like I always love the fucking quality of this anime. It just never ceases to to impress me, you know? Yeah, they also do color theory really well, you know? Like, when he mm-hmm. sees Sodachi in that classroom alone, you know, it's all blue. You know, and I, I, they just, which I don't, unfortunately, I don't understand color theory like some people do. But I understand, mm-hmm. like, what they're doing with the colors is pretty damn great. Because sometimes where, <clears throat> I know we got that in Nisei Monogatari when, um, you know, uh, Suki kills, um, well, he kills a little sister, right? And then everything just turns red, and it's just it's good stuff like that he does that the director does really well. Yeah, and, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say yeah. I just feel like each just feel like really different, and like own, like their own like special way. The way like yeah. he kind of draws kind of like more cuter like um, animation style when is like a Suhiki one or whatever. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, I definitely agree. One hundred percent. One hundred and ten percent. Do you want to give uh, ratings, my good sir? Yes. So for this one, a little two episode arc. You know, we got some. You know, we got some answers from Araragi. Some uh, how he was formed. That was great. Uh, someone finally hates him. He's not just a harem character that everybody loves because he's Araragi. <laughs> so, it, it's wait, pretty, not yet. <laughs> not yet, right? Just wait, wait a little bit. Then he'll win her over. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
But well, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. You know, we got some more Ogie as well. Just Ogie is always mysterious. You know, she's awesome. Just is the dynamic is so good. So it's been really good so far. Because like Aragi being clueless, her being the brains, it seems like, and then Hanakawa being the bigger brain, correcting her, and yes, everything about it was great. Again, the visuals, the music, like you said, the sound. Like this show just does no wrong still. It has done no wrong still. And this is no different. And I'm going to give it a whopping 9 out of 10. Yeah. I think definitely in the same vein we're, with you, where, like, you know, there's this typical Shaft, Monogatari, excellence. Very good. I think that everything, like, you know, the story was great. Pacing was great. Um, yeah. Just nothing really bad to say. Uh, just kind of, you know, it, it did feel like a buildup. And so it did have, like, you know, like, you know, I feel like it's building towards something, and so we don't have like a yeah. lot of the payoffs just yeah. yet. And so I agree. I think it's definitely a nine out of ten for me too, as well. Yes, and then I guess with that, we're gonna see if uh, these two first arcs will pay off in the third arc coming up here. And yeah. oh, 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 one could only hope a chan. Exactly. Well, I guess that's another beautiful episode of the Anime Fridge. Uh, apologies if I feel like you know a little slow, a little weird, whatever. Just a little. F- getting over the sickness but make sure uh to check out our past episodes um our other monogatari episodes head us up facebook twitter instagram anime fridge email us at anime fridge at gmail.com uh i am brian and then my co-host and dear senpai atro chan and uh jenna bye guys